Three. Good enough. Yep. Who's shuffling papers? Me. What are you doing? All right. (laughs) (laughs) What are you doing? Don't worry about it. He's just plotting. Got it. Just dump it on you in the middle of wherever you're trying to get in a hot take. Is this going to be his his manifesto? (laughs) His anti-Bittitus manifesto. Propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) Propaganda. What's good, Internet? Welcome to session 36 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am your host, Into the Unknown, and Sven Gooley, Alex Arona. With me this week is a makeshift Herman Munster, Joel DeWitt. Hey, Joel. Now, did he mean Herman Munster or Herman Munster's monster? Also, who's Sven Gooley? You don't know Sven Gooley? What's a Sven Gooley? We'll talk we'll, uh, later. Yeah, we'll hook you up with some internet links. That doesn't sound ominous. Yeah. Also with me this week, and that voice you're hearing is a personal beta test subject and lurch-like companion, Eric Getty Gettinger. You rang. That was pretty solid. That was real solid. I, I tried. Okay, so so to be clear, who who here has actually watched the monsters? I have. I have. Everyone. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I wasn't the only one with uh, Nick at Night on <laughs> with with that, and then uh, was the Adams Family on? During that time too, I forget. I was before mm. that. They used to show reruns on 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 basic cable. Yeah. Hmm. Well, look at you. I was raised by TV, man. <laughs> this week, take a trip down to Duckburg with Ducktales remake in the backlog blog. Talk review scores in a spooky Metacritical, and tons of rumors in the news. But first, early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and review codes that we fool the developer into sending us. Well. Did you actually fool them? No, I begged and pleaded on hands and knees. That's there were several emails. There were several emails well, back and forth. I swear there was more begging involved than that. I cried a little. We don't need to get into it. The first game this week is a game called Sea Salt, developed by YCJY Games. That's a mouthful. And the review codes were provided by Papagenda. Thank you so much, Papagenda. Sea Salt is a game that the automatic comparison is Pikmin, but gothic, Lovecraftian, horror Pikmin. You guys uh, all got a chance to play this. What did you guys think of this? Getty, hit me up with something. So uh, I did not know what I was getting into. With a name like Sea Salt, it doesn't really lend you to think about controlling hordes of monsters to eat people. It, re- it really doesn't It doesn't give you that depiction, but it's hard. I think there's a, the title of... Hordes of monster beasts on a murderous rampage is not as good as sea salt. I think that some of the, well, as you play it, it makes a lot more sense because there's definite elements that make you think that all of the monsters, or at least some of the monsters, are coming from the deep in the sea salt, as it were. Uh, This game, so, like I said, I I really wasn't uh, sure what I was getting myself into, but I had a lot of fun with killing people. Uh, one of the things that immediately stood out to me was the the plot. So uh, you open it up, and it's this archbishop, and uh, he's been told that he needs to sacrifice himself to appease the god Dagon. Uh, and then he's like, no, nope, nope. But the game soundtrack, it sounds like, uh. yeah they all talk in that really silly voice but and it, it made me laugh well well the, yeah. the archbishop has a just disturbing guttural noise he makes in his talk like all the villagers and stuff because this whole game is about you being a swarm of beasts hellspawn and uh trying to descend upon different villagers as you're trying to make your way to the church basically mm-hmm. and they're all hilarious in the way that they're just like and run away and try to like escape you but that archbishop has whoever did the murmurs and mutterings of him just ugh, gross <laughs> so this is a top-down pixel art game and you are this essentially like a cloud like a, a weird swarmy cloud blob and the archbishop to the city the whole city worships dagon the sea god 
until the like the he tells the archbishop, "Hey, you got to be sacrificed," and he says, "I don't think we should do that." And now he's pissed. <laughs> so yeah. he sends you an apostle, which there are a selection of multiple different types of apostles, each with varying bonuses, like twenty five percent more damage for a specific minion, or more minions spawned when you get the chance to spawn them. And you are this cloud, and you send your minions to attack and murder and pillage. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that sums it up for the most part. Uh, Guys, how many apostles did you unlock so far? None. None? (laughs) Only the single first one. (laughs) Uh, How how long did you guys play? I I played for about an hour and a half. And I I, I intend on playing through the rest of it, but I I did a stream uh, a couple nights ago. And I I got through, I feel like I got through a decent part of it because I was getting to a point where the game starts out where it's really just about going through this level and just seeking out the villagers because you're you're really the bad guy in this you know you're the demonic hell spawn that are uh trying to consume all the the poor innocent villagers trying to survive and the first set of levels for what i saw were basically like most of these were harmless villagers that you just need to gobble up some would have guns or stuff and then it would get progressively harder in that you wouldn't just be contending with villagers with weapons like guns, but then they'd have like traps and stuff that you couldn't see off screen until you encountered it and would just clear out half your spawn. And uh, there are also these little uh, summoning circles. And so the summoning circles are portions where you get to go into a menu and select from uh, different sections of monsters that you could choose from. So, like, there's the basic spawn, and then there's, like, worms that are slower but do more damage. There are, like, projectile shooter monsters. The cultists. Yeah. There are uh, crabs, which, like, are defense-heavy but do very little damage. And then these little bloat things that do no damage whatsoever, but their purpose is to be... Uh, up in front to get beat on until they explode and then they produce a bunch of tiny little beasts that uh, raise your numbers quickly so you can continue your attack yeah i've also unlocked uh sea men like little sea monster guys yeah uh black cat did you know I, i found out that the the black cat there are two routes to go Yes. And if you do one thing, you get one minion. If you do something else, it gives you a, a different minion. So it does give you a little bit of replayability there. Yeah, I actually noticed because I was looking at the the achievements that you were in a, you were able to unlock, and I my path kind of went the same way. So you fought the Wharf Master, right, Alex? Yes, I did. And, and Joel, when you got to the first like division, did you go up or did you go to the right? I went to the right. Okay, so we all fought the Wharf Master. So then the next division, uh, when you get, I think it's to the, uh, I think it's the fourth, fourth little break, uh, you can either go up again or right again. I went right, and I met the witch, and I did not have to fight her. Hmm. Instead, hmm. she gave me the black cat as a minion. Hmm, okay. That's interesting. So, yeah. Alex, you went straight then? And what minion did you get? Uh, I can't remember. I don't have it up in front of me right now. Okay. I'll have to grab that no. again. I, I mean, I had a lot of fun playing the regular story missions for it. I tooled around in the arena, and that's just like a horde mode. You just have to make it through all 15. Well, the first first stage has 15 waves. It's not terribly difficult, uh, but it does end in a boss fight, so you have to try and conserve all of your units as you make it through each stage. Yes, and you can get more by going on these summoning circles, or the villagers drop gold, and if you get enough gold, it fills up a meter, which then you can summon more creatures on the fly once your meter is full. Yeah, you gotta you gotta get that money. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the control of this game, I mean, the movement's very blobby, which, I mean, uh, uh, imprecise might be a better description, too, of it, in that since you're controlling this cloud of spawn or uh you know just like uh what's the word i'm looking for swarm thrawn of beasts let's say uh you're moving your cursor on the screen not with a mouse but with wasd and the cursor moves sort of in a delayed fashion in that it'll show you a circle where your cursor's at and then the the spawn will follow it 
after you start moving it. So the the movement itself is imprecise because of that, and it it just it's not that it's frustrating, but it takes some getting used to, you know. And then also that it creates part of the challenge too. I think that what it is is that you have to play strategically to whom you have. Yeah. Because there are people that will throw like fire bombs or arrows. And if you look, there'll be an X on the screen where you know that's going to hit. And if you, the attack button, which I actually played on a controller and that also worked just fine. Hmm. The, the attack button, say the cultists, they will stop where they are and just start shooting their projectiles. But yeah. the worms will attack directly. So hitting the attack button, if you see one of those X's on the ground where your guy's going to get attacked, you need to stop hitting the attack button and move your <laughs> your minions around to avoid those that damage. And it actually says very early on that if you hit the attack button, they will go and attack whatever's available. Yeah. Despite if there's fire on the ground or if, you're get, if they're going to die, they'll just go do it. So you're- it does become a strategy of trying not to attack really have to manage them yeah so that's i think where the imprecision comes from is that it's supposed to be a little bit imprecise only because you have to shift and use your horde strategically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it uh what i what i liked about it was those tarot cards (laughs) yeah when you pick when you pick a monster they have tarot cards with stats and i thought that was very interesting to give like their 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 damage is an e or you know a through a through e or they will have defense, you know, A through E, and it's all ranked, so each one is very different. But when you start the any stage, it gives you a full history with really thick amounts of lore on each creature and boss and the world. So just reading through that, I thought was fascinating. Yeah, they I put thought it was a interesting. Lot of detail into it. There, there's a fear stat on those stat lists too, yeah. and I'm, I'm guessing that's just like it compels which ones are gonna run away quicker when they see you coming or not. But it, I find that interesting too, because you'd think like, well, villagers are gonna run away from any of you. But uh, I, I sort of wonder if you went with the the low ranked fear enemies as your larger part of your throng, if it would uh, cause them to not be afraid of you, or at least like try to approach you to take you down or something. When you get some of the gunners later on, mm. they'll start running towards you. And if you have like the sea monster, then they'll do like a oh and start running away, pretty quick. Yeah. The other the other okay. part is that I think they have like a, a proximity radius around them that gets smaller the the more the less fear you have of a creature, so you can get closer with your creatures before like having them attack and murder. And actually, because mm-hmm. some of those guys run away and get in their houses, and that does that's lost. You know, that's something you can't you can't attack them now. Okay. All right. So yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, you you uh, unlocked another apostle. Do you know? Do you remember what his stats were? If they were different. So uh, the one that I've been using more, uh, you can you can get one from completing thirty. Thirty rounds in the arena, but there's one that you can get for killing a hundred humans with cultists. So I've been using that one now. Uh, it also has this fun ability where if you have four cultists and you go up to any of these, uh, they're not summoning circles, but they're like ritual circles. You can mm-hmm. sacrifice four of your cultists, and it'll randomly create like a really high level monster, and it gives it to you. Oh, that's a neat little bonus. Hmm. Yeah, so there's a, there is some there's some strategy, and uh, there will be a review incoming on our WordPress blog. So uh, I was curious if they're going to maybe have some content roadmap where they update this with additional content or levels or more apostles. And I've I've got some uh, potential ideas for uh, names for those content updates. If you'll entertain me for a second here, hit me. Okay, oh, so uh, sea salt and vinegar. Nope. Okay, I like it. Um, Sea salt and caramel. No. Nope. Sea salt and dark chocolate? Yes. Okay, we'll go with that one. I think you need to quit being a salty bitch about it. (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you later, Daddy. (laughs) Yeah, let's let's throw down after this. (laughs) It's got a good look. I like the twist on on what and again i hate to make that comparison but like a pikmin like game where you're just controlling these hordes and then while you're doing this the archbishop keeps throwing more bosses at you so there's these neat boss attacks and boss fights that are where you have to just navigate 
these guys shooting arrows, all like a lot of them, or just you have to wait for them to get tired and you have to find a, a plan of attack, and there's two of them. So it does give you a little bit of a change. I just, I like the way it looks. I like the gothic tale. I like the, the archbishop, and I do like the way they talk. I know you don't like it, Joel, but I like it. The archbishop was a problem. I was fine with everybody else. I, I, I liked how it's, it flips the script, and you are the bad guy, and, and like you are doing gruesome things to these villagers, which I'm, I'm not usually one for, but it's, the graphics are pixelated enough to where it's not really that graphic, although you yeah. can sort of tell what they're going for, and it is, it, it evokes it without being grotesque, you know. Yeah. Oh, it's so murder heavy. sea salt we will continue to have some fun with that one but our second game manifold garden this game just recently uh got released but we have had it for beta test for a while and just hadn't gotten around to fully getting everyone on it but manifold garden is an interesting puzzle game that i think is more is more akin to like the witness where you just have a very condensed puzzle in front of you that you can solve, you move on to the next room, and you kind of do the same thing, just another different type of puzzle. The conceit is, this is M.C. Escher as fuck. <laughs> I found it uh, really you, mellow. Yeah. Uh, you walk up to a wall, and you press a button, and the wall becomes the floor, and everything else shifts around. And you can do that at will. Just walk up to a wall and shift it, and it'll, everything will just flip around. And I got real lost in this game. I would flip it around, figure out a puzzle, and then I'd go to the next room, and I don't remember where I was. <laughs> or where I, I came from. You were probably focusing way too much on which direction was originally up. Yes. You're like, I'm on the ceiling now. Like, no, you you have to just eliminate that from your thought process immediately because as you move on from room to room, you're going to be switching the direction where you're standing because every single wall, it becomes something that you can walk on. Yeah, that that whole switching your center of gravity is kind of a strange concept in general because you have to reorient yourself every time you press the button to switch where your center of gravity is. And the puzzles, at least to the points where I were playing, were ones where it would be a locked door, there would be sort of a pedestal that you were supposed to find a block and put it into, and that would kind of be the key to open that door. Or some would be multi-block chain puzzles too but the puzzles were often like you know finding those blocks sometimes having to figure out how to finagle it to make it fit in the right place because each block has an arrow on it pointing down that shows you where its center of gravity is so if the tile space where it needs to be at is say on the wall from where you're currently standing at then you have to figure out a way to put something to put underneath the space where that block belongs to try to keep it from falling back down to the floor. Well, I guess what I was saying with the orientation is that I just forgot where I came from. So I would end up backtracking. <laughs> Are you serious? Like I've... you'd walk into a room and then be like, where am I? Oh. And then walk No, I would, no I'd walk into a room, I'd solve the puzzle. And then I would walk back out the room the way I came in. But that's well, also, re- that's really fair because like the, the whole aesthetic is clean. And and simple. Yeah, it's it's, and, it's first person, and it's white walls, and slight variations on color when there's a puzzle when you need to. So like they'll have a block that's light up blue, you have to put it on the blue switch. But on the ceiling there'll be a purple block that will be next to a purple switch, and you have to put you have to flip it over and put it on there. And it yes, it, and after that, I would get rid. Well, it got very mind bendy at the. Like towards the end of the beta when you go out and you're outside this giant structure right. and there's giant bridges to go to the other structures. And I, from my understanding, the next puzzle, you kind of just had to hop over, but mm-hmm. I didn't see that initially. So I started walking up the side of the structure and then flipping the whole structure sideways oh, and trying to jump from place to place. Yeah, and so I forgot where I came from. Nah, you're supposed to jump <laughs> off the side. So, so yes. that part... That part I got to, and I was confused too, because I figured like you jump and fall down the pit, you're dead. 
That's why I assume. So I was like, well, I see no steps. I see no trigger to open up a way there. I have to be able to just try to like jump, but I didn't recall there being a jump button. <laughs> so I, I just, uh, there was, I, I, well, I didn't figure it out, but I, I ran across it and I hit the button, hit a button and it was actually the button to let go of the block. And I was just falling <laughs> and, and, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. But then I waited for a second and it just like, it does the portal thing. Like if you have two portals, on the ceiling and on the floor where you're just going to constantly fall uh, and into a loop if you don't move forward and, and get out of that loop. So I, Yeah, if I, you fall off the structure, you go straight down and then there's a structure again. Right, so I, I got off the loop, but then I realized afterward that I had dropped the block. So like the block was still going <laughs> down, <laughs> down the loop the entire time. So I was like, well, I'm going to jump back down there and see if I can time my uh jump to be able to grab it and and fall off so i it it was just yeah it was a fun weird thing to encounter like the the logic of the game accepting that possibility i didn't think that if you drop the block it would continue to loop that's cool yeah the puzzles later you can get the blocks to reset Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm and that that could have been the case where I could have gotten it to reset at that one too, because I think that's one where you did have to spawn the block from yeah. inside the building. Yeah, but I I didn't think that far in advance, and I was like, well, I'm I'm here. I wonder if I can do that. And it, it took a minute, but I was able to grab it. See, I completely didn't. I, I thought there wasn't any more to the beta test, so I just started walking up the side of the building and flipping the whole structure, and then. Then, but I was like, this can't be the end. There has to be more to this. So then it took me a half an hour to figure out where I was in comparison to where I came from and flipping and getting, because it turns out it was like I was upside down underneath it. Mm-hmm. And it was me trying to, because you can jump real quick. And if you're up against a wall when you're falling, you could flip it. So that's the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like a real last minute, like, oh God, okay. Okay. Oh God. And if I missed it, then I'm like, well, I got to wait till the next time I, I come back to it. And I'd always like land somewhere else. And then I'm like, well, I don't even know where I am again. I wonder if the full game would have something that would take advantage of that fact. Cause that sounds like you could open up some wild timing based puzzle opportunities. I definitely think so. Maybe. I don't, I don't know how far you guys got. Did you, after that, that that's about where I finished with it. Yeah. Did you guys didn't explore any of the islands to unlock those ones? No, tell so me more about that. After you get done with that puzzle, you uh, I think there's one more before it unlocks uh, four areas. At mm-hmm. least I I think it was just four. I only made it through two of them before I decided to take a break and I didn't get a chance to go back. But uh, so there's a yellow island, a red island, and then I started working on the green island before. I eventually had to give up on it for the night. But each one of them has an even more elaborate puzzle, and you have to figure out ways. I believe it was the red room where you have to take a block from a a different color, position it on the floor so that you can switch it around so that you're standing on it on the wall in order (laughs) to grab the block of red that you need (laughs) <laughs> I want to say the, the yellow one was even more elaborate where you had to like figure out a way to create a bridge with using two blocks in order to like walk across. So you'd have to take a step, shift the environment so that you were standing on the floor, like move it, drop it again, shift it back to the other side. It gets real, real intense. It's not, it, it, yeah, yeah, I think you kind of broke my brain there. Yeah, on, on one <laughs> on one hand, that sounds really cool. On, on the other hand, I, I'm not Too sure. Puzzly. I, yeah, I mean, I, I have my limits with some puzzle games, and if it if it borders too far in the frustration, I'm I'm prone to giving up on it. So that makes me worry a little bit. I just want to be good at these games. There's a lot of games where I the barrier to entry for me is really high, despite my want and like the constant attempts to try to like i want to break through and i want to be good at these games i want to finish these games it's like the witness i played the witness for three hours and i was just like i my brain doesn't work this way (laughs) but uh getty you seem to like it a lot yeah it was really mellow i am a big fan of puzzles so it was definitely something i can relate to as i got further along i think that if i had gone back 
uh, in the last couple of nights if I had time. I would have tried to make it through that green and then eventually the blue room to see what comes after that. Hmm. Uh, overall, this is a really fun game. Uh, full full disclosure, I put on some MGMT while I was uh, playing it. Super mellow. Sounds relaxing. Yeah. I'm not sure That's you should awesome. be talking about drug use on the podcast. Uh, I didn't think I was. <laughs> is, isn't MGMT some sort of uh, code name for something? It's a, no, it's a, it's a it's really a band. awesome band. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Electric Feel? Joel, let, let me hook you up with some music and some Sven Gulli later, okay? Yes. Do it, do it at the break, because we are off to break right now. And we're back. Back with the news. Not all the news. Just the news that get us all excited in our ghiblies. Uh, <laughs> What's a ghibli? The giblets? We, Wait, we, we I was thinking have, of jellies. We have some workshopping <laughs> to do for this transition. Yeah. I was thinking of Pikachu and jellies. You feel it in your jellies. That's made up. Okay. That, that was that a joke also from made, the movie. That also made me uncomfortable in the... <laughs> <laughs> first piece of news the cycle a game we beta tested on this show is now live free to play on the epic game store i just wanted to say congrats to them they made something really interesting as far as battle royales are concerned i suggest anyone give it a look especially if apex legends isn't your jam and you'd like to focus on a quest and doing you know completing quests instead of a battle royale murdering everyone so that was a real good fun beta test and anybody who wants to play the free to play they should go for it piece of news number two blizzcon news who's hyped on blizzcon well it's not real news is it it's just rumors yes yeah <laughs> but blizzcon gonna be a shit show uh diablo 4 diablo 2 remaster and overwatch 2 why why overwatch 2 they were talking about putting uh some sort of single player story mode because the loot boxes ain't cutting it oh yeah i i know I, I don't know i just I'm with you on that. Like the only logic I can see is that maybe with the new consoles coming out, they want to release something that separates themselves from PS4 and Xbox One, so there's not some sort of hardware limitations that they're going with. Other than that, it's kind of like I, I don't know. I mean, when's the last time you played Overwatch? Very long time ago. Probably last Christmas. There's a lot of characters. <laughs> I mean, it's it's down to the point where like I would almost, I would almost not hate if they like did this if they called the herd a little bit and just halved the headcount and started over if they're gonna go with a full sequel. But I, uh, I don't want that. But what what I the way I kind of read it is that there's a lot to Overwatch right now. Uh, different events that people have liked. There was the Lucio soccer game. There's the Halloween, you know, horde modes. There's a lot to it that people want. And they want it year-round instead of just these one-off holiday games. And I think that if they can make creative modes... And also, there's so much lore and those videos to those characters and backstories that they only give in very small pieces. That having a full-on story mode with, like, flashbacks and seeing who these characters were, how they met... I, I would be pro that because I play, we played Overwatch for a long time and I loved those characters. Guys, what was that what was that Gearbox game that came out at the same time? What was the name of that? Battleborn. Battleborn. Yeah, what what if Overwatch two is just a blatant ripoff of Battleborn? You know how hey, funny that would be? Those yeah. story those story modes in Battleborn, that was the best part. Me and Getty had a great time with that. Yeah, and you, you actually get to learn more about the character by doing the story modes instead of uh Overwatch. I, I can only imagine what that would be like for them to try and create like twenty. How many characters do they have now? Is it is it something 20? asinine like twenty that, something? Yeah. And it's like one playable mission for each character, so you can get to know them better. I don't know. I'm really interested to see what Overwatch Two. I'm doing big air quotes here. <laughs> is a Diablo Four? Uh, I is it. I mean, Diablo 3 has been out for quite a while, but I don't know. It's getting long in the tooth. I think remaster for Diablo 2, that's very likely, but I don't know about any of this. There's got to be like a, a new uh, World of Warcraft expansion coming too, right? Yeah, I'd say so. 
All right. The last one, the last one people really did not like. The, the this vanilla? also, or yeah. no, 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 not vanilla. The, 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 the current game. Oh, okay. That, that battle for Azeroth. Yeah. I heard nothing but negative things. That's why most people flocked to uh, Final Fantasy 14. This also guys, seems we, like, guys, a we should play Final Fantasy 14. No, <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> By the way, current number 31 heroes. 31 heroes. 31 heroes. Jeez. 31. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. After the success of Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil 2 Remake, Capcom plans to revive dormant IPs. What would you guys like to see revived by Capcom? Mega Man Legends. Nice. My S- vote was Puzzle Fighter or Power Stone. Oh, Street Power Fighter Stone. Alpha. <laughs> You've wanted another Alpha for a while. <laughs> it's never gonna happen. I I like the art style of those. It's yeah, and they're not going back to the two D sprite like that, uh, or the you know, but they were so clean looking and stylish that uh, I really liked it. But uh, honest answer, just make it like Guilty Gear. Yeah, that's still different, but I, I take your point. Um, Capcom? I mean, Mega Man is already kind of in the f- forefront. Not not Legends, obviously, so that's that's fine. Um, a lot of people are, are citing uh, Dino Crisis. Dino Crisis was one I heard. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Dino sure if Crisis. that's... Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Dinosaur Resident Evil. I suppose you could probably make it work, right? I don't know. <laughs> I think so. I remember playing those ones. I was not a fan. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Let's see a, a sequel to that. There you go. Uh, uh, next piece of news. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, just, what, what were we going to say? Sorry. Yeah, we're going to retort. <laughs> no, we're just going to let him go with it. Yeah. Ghouls and I, Ghosts. All right. Yeah. yeah. What, what's your problem with Ghouls and Ghosts? I got nothing. I just feel like that's... he's got beef. That's too easy, isn't How it? How is that too easy? <laughs> Because there's like my fir- 50 million of these games my, out right my now. My first answer was Street Fighter. <laughs> what do you want I feel to... like that was low-hanging fruit. <laughs> okay, here, here's another one. Uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. <laughs> do it right a, this time. Yeah, a good one? All right. Yeah. I can get like on Guilty board Gear. with that. There we go. Next piece of news. Steam Remote Play Together. This is where, uh, say, I have a game that is co-op. I can invite Joel to play it despite having if he owns it. It's live for beta test right now. Joel, let's get on that. What uh, What do you have in mind? Mm-hmm. You want to play a few rounds of Duck Game? Okay, that's a good choice. But they, they've game. got Ooh. they've got online, don't they? Yes, but I mean that. But now we can play together. Yeah. Together. Hmm. Okay. Let's figure that out. Okay. Last piece of news. I've been trying to blaze through these because we are going really long. Batman. Batman Arkham Legacy Rumors. That's the rumored title for the next game. <laughs> it's sigh. <laughs> uh, It'll be a great one. Like all the rest. All the rest. Keep going. Uh, it's, it's, rumor is the story is Court of Owls and multi, multi-character selection. You can play as the Bat Family, which most of the main Bat Family has already been playable previously with Catwoman. Batgirl, Tim Drake, Robin, Red Hood, and Nightwing. Now they just need Bat Batwing, Batmite, Damian Wayne, Duke, Batwoman, Black Bat, Batwing, Night Runner, Night and Squire, Red Robin, The Robins, Batwing, El Gacho. Spoiler. <laughs> there, there's more. There's more, but I'll stop. How many times did you say Batwing? Uh, oh, I, you, did you put it in there multiple times, or did I forget? <laughs> I, I felt like three was a push. I thought you were going to notice for sure. <laughs> he was too to busy gleefully making me miserable to notice. Oh, man. No, this whole thing made me remember Knight and Squire. Those are cool characters. Yep, and those are all real. Hopefully they're in the game. They won't be. But that'll be it for the news, so let's send out that GG signal and take a break. Next is the Backlog Blog. And we're back. Back with the Backlog Blog. Where we play those games that are old enough to be taken down due to copyright changes. <laughs> yep. Oh, yeah? That was, yeah. 
That's why it's topical, because we talking DuckTales. Woo! <laughs> is life like a hurricane? Uh, life is like a hurricane. Here in Duckburg. All right, so get it. You were playing. You played Ducktales. After it, it was uh, gonna leave the Steam store, and uh, Alex, you also bought it, right? I did. I installed it, and I was like, "Well, I'm gonna play it for this week," and I did not. <laughs> okay, so Joel already like went into really great detail about this one. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to reaffirm everything that he said, <laughs> and how much fun it is. It, it looks so good too, doesn't it? I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they redid everything with uh, the visuals to make it look just like the cartoon. They brought back voice actors, like the guy who plays uh, Scrooge, Scrooge McDuck yeah. is the actual guy. <laughs> they, they they tarted his ass out from the retirement home and brought him to a recording booth. Which is nice because they could have easily used the new versions that's been updated. Uh, right, the new. Scrooge is what David Tennant, Doctor mm. Who actor, something like that. Yeah, I believe I believe so. Yeah, the uh, Danny Putty, the guy from Community, I think does one of the uh, kids, one of the boys. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'll I'll just briefly go over a little bit. I don't want to bore everybody to death with it. I know that Alex is excited to get Metacritical tonight, so I don't remember too much about playing this as a kid i do remember like as i was playing through it like oh my god this is really giving me flashbacks uh, but even going into the capture gallery where you can take a look at the old artwork versus the new artwork it's just a stellar job that they did remastering it so daddy question uh how long did you spend jumping into the money vault oh yeah um full disclosure like four minutes yes yeah it, <laughs> you have no it is so fun like it's such a simple thing where uh you know the money evolved from the cartoon where he would jump in and like dive like he was doing a high rise dive into the money and you jump in he dives when you land it does a little spurting out of coins up and then as you're going left to right he does an actual like swimmers form as he's swimming around in it it, it's just perfect (laughs) yeah and you can climb back up the chain and do it again and again and again and ponder how he isn't breaking every bone in his body each time i imagine it's because he's a duck yeah, he just goes right through. He's got aerodynamics. Yep. Aerodynamics. Aerodynamics. That's pretty good. Did you beat this, Getty? Hmm? Did you beat it? Yeah. I. What I wanted to do was just complain about how hard the last part is with the volcano race and then having to escape. Elaborate. I like what, I, I've never actually seen the end of this game. Oh, you haven't? Okay, so. No, no. I, so you, how far did you get, Joel? I got a couple levels in, and like most games, kind of dropped off, intending to come back. <laughs> then oh, okay. Not well, around to it. Not to spoil it or anything, but you finally get to the last stage, and you're in a volcano. You gotta, you know how all the characters come together, mm-hmm. and there's a whole big plot against Scrooge. Yep. Whatever. Uh, <laughs> You have to reclaim your your lucky what is it your lucky dime? It's not even your lucky penny. Yeah, it's yeah, something I, like that. I want to say it's his lucky dime. So you uh, it, it gets like uh, put up at the top of uh, part of the volcano, and you have to race against the villains to get to the top to claim it. And then after that, it goes to like a lava escape stage, and that I was so infuriating i was having such a hard time with it because you have to run and jump and make sure you're doing everything so precisely i just wanted to be done with it at that point not that it's particularly hard it's just the controls not not having a a controller i I mean i have my steam controller but i try not to use it i'm giving you my xbox controller so you were using your keyboard to play this i'm a sick person oh god (laughs) I'm giving you one of my Xbox controllers. <laughs> you can try. You have to find me first. 
I mean, <laughs> I find the controls of this game kind of challenging by itself because the whole the whole mechanic is Scrooge does this like poto stick jump, mm-hmm. if and you have to jump and then hold down, and I, you have to hit the uh, the button again to sort of do an attack as you land, right? Or do you just need to hold down? I forget, but it's it's very uncomfortable having to like coordinate the movement in air when you jump and then landing on an enemy with that cane to cause damage with them. Yeah. And that's like the only way you cause damage to people. It's not like you can swing the cane side to side or swing upward. That's like your one move you'd have to go to. A lot of button mashing. I'll tell you that. (laughs) A lot of key mashing, sorry. Key mashing. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if you guys ever get around to it, uh, you'll have to let me know how you do or how you fare at the end of the game. All the other levels pretty straightforward um the boss fights are usually just really simplistic but fun to watch overall i'm really glad that what i spent like two dollars or three dollars on this right Right. before it left Mm -hmm. the steam store but boy was it worth it yeah that that was a steal (laughs) now getty you also brought to us before even before the podcast you were playing final fantasy 8 what do you mean before the podcast? Oh, yeah, today. <laughs> Menu yeah. sounds. We heard yeah. it as we were getting ready to record. Oh, yeah, I, I'm i trying to break uh, Joel's speed record for Final Fantasy games. <laughs> speed record. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm trying to continue my reign of beating this game at its own game. <laughs> so I, I put in a decent amount of time since, uh, what, I talked about it couple weeks ago yeah mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago already at disc two um trying to level up my characters at this point because i almost at the open world portion just i think i have one or two more things i f- cleared the prison and we're heading off in our separate directions so story-wise uh there's a missile attack that's going to attack a couple of the gardens and you have to dispatch troops to both locations to, well, some of them are going back to Balam Garden, and some of them are going to the Missile Depot to stop the attack, to, to see if they can stop the attack. Yeah, uh, okay, I remember now. Yeah. So I just split up my characters, and uh, right before we started the podcast, um, what I wanted to say, really, though, is all of the Laguna scenes that you get to do, yeah, I don't know if you have like a favorite limit break from the game, Alex. Mm-hmm. That you recall? I liked anything with the dog, so that was Renoa's limit breaks. Yeah, all the Angela ones. Yeah, Angela was cool. Mine is Kiros, and you don't get to play him very much, being that he's part of Laguna's story. But yeah. whenever I get the chance, I I do his, and it's called like Blood Pain, and all he mm-hmm. does is like a rush attack and hit the person like eight times with his little daggers it's just really fun to watch awesome yeah so yeah i uh i have probably hopefully will put this one to rest uh i want to say before the end of the year but we'll see how things go i i think we have i'll plenty say earlier of... earlier than nine months well i guess i didn't realize how many games joel has to pick up and then doesn't get to finish so uh, out of this conversation, I understood the words garden, uh, prison, <laughs> and Joel. Uh, limit break, uh, and Joel. But that's because we've been playing The Last of Us. Mm. Joel, you know, how you, get, um, you know how you get different, uh, let me think, of vehicles throughout Final Fantasies? Uh-huh. That you can move around the world? Yeah. At one point, you get that entire school. Yep. <laughs> Spoiler alert. You move around the map in a giant school. I want to say that that's coming up. Yeah, because once we get there, uh, the missiles... Yeah, okay. So I'm going to be unlocking my flying school pretty soon. Sick. So who the so, hell is Sid? <laughs> Sid is, is the... Principal? the, he's the yeah, he's Which the principal one? of the school. Oh, seriously? How did you know? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's real. I still like that it was... Um, in Final Fantasy 15, it was the mechanic named Sydney. Oh, man. She was, was repairing cool. all kinds of things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> I feel like her attire might have been really uncomfortable to be doing repairs on cars in, though. Yeah. No, I that just like wasn't... them thong underpants just ain't uh, very comfortable to begin with. Mm-hmm. But to then have to be, like, repairing a car with them, nah. It's not practical. It, I don't know. She, practical. she made She made that choice. Like... She, she decided style is more important than comfort. Let's debate that on to the break. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for being the one-man wonder, Getty, though. Let's, let's give you a break, and then uh, we'll get critical in our next segment. break and we're going to play a game that we play here occasionally called Meta- metacritical so i asked them questions based on uh, about games based on their metacritic scores since we are getting closer to halloween this is a halloween metacritical so guys you ready let's do it uh do you guys remember who won last game i do not remember who was it against no no yeah nobody wait was it tied no joel won against richard oh yeah it was against richard yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is, this is my first time. time playing. Then let's get to it. Which of the following monster games had the highest score? Dead by Daylight, Alien Isolation, Until Dawn, Amnesia Dark Descent, and Dead Space. Now, mm. just to throw uh, another little side vote, see if you can get the lowest as well. Repeat them again, please. Dead by Daylight. <laughs> Alien Isolation, Until Dawn, Amnesia Dark Descent, and Dead Space. I am keeping track of scores. I'm going to guess that Dead Space was the highest one. Okay. And uh, Alien Isolation was the one that people praised after that trash fire that was the Colonial Marines. So... I'm going to say Amnesia Dark Descent was the lowest. Okay. And uh, Getty, what do you I'm think? going to be difficult. I'll say Until Dawn was the highest. Okay. And I Dead by right. Daylight was the lowest. Okay, that's a point for each of you. Okay, so who got Dead which Space, one? Dead Space was the highest. Okay. Uh, and real yeah. close down is Amnesia Dark Descent. So it was 86 and an 85. Uh, and then Dead by Daylight, originally when it came out, was a, was a little bit of a glitchy mess, so it got a 64. Shoot. Yeah, that, that made sense. The I think the Friday the 13th game has a similar mm-hmm. problem. Yeah. Or had what, that problem. I mean, obviously launch. it's gotten better as they've released patches and updates and DLC, but initially it was a little bit of a rocky launch. Right, and people don't go revising reviews. So <laughs> no. that, that snapshot in time is going to be what it sits at. So we're at one-to-one. Let's talk about third-person suspense horror. We know Until Dawn, but tell me what you guys think about Alan Wake, Silent Hill 1, Parasite Eve, Resident Evil 1, I'll give you the HD remaster, and then I'll throw in Until Dawn again. Man, this is tough. Because I, I didn't give you that score. We're looking for the highest and lowest again? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say lowest Alan Awake and highest Silent Hill. Okay, uh, Silent Hill. I agree with Alan Wake as the lowest. I think Resident Evil 1 I'm going to pick as the highest. Okay, Joel, you got nothing on that one. Surprisingly, uh. <laughs> Until Dawn with a Is the lowest out of that? Mm-hmm. They all got real good scores. Uh, the highest being okay. Silent Hill. 79 yeah. seems low for that game. Right? Uh, maybe, I think maybe, it got more just, of a, maybe it's just because I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. But like, I, I just, think it's got more of a cult following, and I don't think it was a, like a giant success. Yeah. Well, I mean, given how cheap it's gotten over time, especially, too, that that's not surprising. Yep. Okay. Now, nothing scarier than first person, especially because you're looking through the eyes of the character experiencing the horror firsthand. Which of these... That give me the highest and lowest of the first these first person horrors. 
Amnesia Dark Descent, System Shock, Resident Evil 7, Fatal Frame, and Layers of Fear. (laughs) This is not easy again. For me, I went through all these games and I played them. I I kind of played them all, so I, I'm actually getting like really scary flashbacks in my head. I'm like, oh god, that one was real scary. It's Amnesia: Dark Descent, System Shock, Resident Evil Seven, Fatal Frame, and Layers of Fear. I feel like System Shock has a online following that's pretty devoted, but I don't know that that translated to yeah, reviews. I don't know either. Um. I'm going to go with Resident Evil 7 as the highest. I remember that one mm-hmm. being pretty lauded when it came out. I sort of like a return to form. Uh, I'm going to go with Layers of Fear as the lowest. Okay. And Getty, what you got? Hold on. Can you read them one more time? I think I know what I want my lowest to be, but I can't figure out what I want my highest to be. Amnesia, uh-huh. Dark Descent, System Shock, Resident mm-hmm. Evil 7, Fatal Frame, and layers of fear. Jeez. Okay, I'll go system shock is highest and fatal frame is lowest. Okay. Joel, you got a point, but Getty <laughs> also got a point with hmm. the highest being uh, Resident Evil 7 okay. and the lowest being fatal yeah. frame. Yeah, that that made sense. Yeah. Now, speaking of Resident Evil, between the original Resident Evil 2 and the remaster, which had a better Metacritic score? Okay, so we're talking about... PS1, Resident Evil 1, PS1, Resident Evil 2, and then the 1 remaster? Well, no, we're talking about uh, the original RE2. Okay. Which was PlayStation 1, mm-hmm. and then the remake. Which one had a better score? Yeah. I'll say original. Okay. I'm doing remake. You kind of have to. <laughs> <laughs> and Joel tied it up with the there remake. There you go. Oh, I wasn't even trying to be gamesmanship there. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, we got three more, and it's tied up three to three. I was not thinking strategically. <laughs> <laughs> there are two canonically bad Resident Evils in the main numbered series. Which is worse, five or six? Six. Six. And it is six <laughs> by two points. Although supposedly five is more racist. Yes. So. Okay. Can confirm. That's good to know. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> do, do you know anything about that, Alex? I did not. I did not play five or six. I, I didn't play I either, but I remember five being controversial because, like, you were. I'm not sure if you're in Africa. You are, but you, you are shooting a bunch of black zombies. But I mean, they were fine with, like, you're shooting a bunch of Latinos in four. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> okay, of the original Silent Hill numbered games, which scored highest and lowest? Ugh. So you got one. Two, three, and four, the room. I'm going to say two was highest, and we'll go three with lowest. Two was highest, and four was lowest. And Getty takes the lead. (sighs) (laughs) I knew that. Fun. (laughs) Which, I hear good things about four still, and I want to play that. It was okay. But here's a a fun fact. Uh, The movies. The movies, a whopping 31, and the sequel, Revelations, a 16. Yeah, Yeesh. they were pretty bad. Movies? Yeah, they made two movies. Oh, well, yeah, I just I thought they only made one. No, there was nope, a second one. A second one. I'll, I'll defend the first one. The first one, at least, was like atmospheric in all the right ways. I liked the first one. They, so. got, the, they got the look right for it, and it was moody in a good way. The end. The ending sucked, but... I don't remember it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, the, there, there's a big exposition dump at the end. She, okay. she gets to, like, the, the main monster thing, and, like, the monster ghost thing just, like, spells out the whole plot, then it just kind of ruins it. Okay. Last one. It is currently 5-6, to six, getting the lead. Let's talk 2019. Which horror game scored the, the best and which scored the worst? A Plague Tale. Innocence. Resident Evil 2. Remake. Blair Witch. Control. Metro Exodus, and The Dark Pictures, Man of Medan. Is Control a horror game? Uh, it's suspense. It's more like, uh, you know, like an Alan Wake. Yeah. Um, repeat those one more time for me. A Plague Tale, Innocence, Resident Evil 2 Remake, Blair Witch, Control, 
Metro Exodus, and The Dark Pictures, Man of Medan. I'm going to go with Applied Tale for the highest. Okay. And Metro Exodus for the lowest. Dang. Getty, what do you got? Uh, Man, I really don't know. I'm just going to swing for the fences and hope that one of them is right. I'm going to say Blair Witch was the highest and Medan was the lowest. And no points scored. All right. (laughs) Funny enough. But Getty is the winner. Uh, The highest there was Resident Evil 2 Remake. Man, I thought about it. It was was between that and The Played Tale for me. And then what was the lowest? Sadly, Blair Witch was a 69. I was surprised. Yeah. Was it? Okay. Yeah, I got sort of mediocre stores. You know what? We'll find out when we play it for Extra Life. That's we my are. Plan, we are. <laughs> yeah, that's the, what we're going to start <laughs> oh, with. Oh, wait. I, I gotta bring my Xbox, don't I? Yeah. No. No, okay. it's on Xbox Game Pass. Xbox Game Pass. PCs? I downloaded it already. Oh, tight. Then yep. I will not bring my game, my Xbox then. So let's move on to one last thing. One last thing where we give a our last statements to sign off the show and start our weekend, but really start you off on the week. I personally want to say, shut up so I can go play Outer Worlds. <laughs> Joel? Me too. Um, no, uh, so I, I've accumulated a good list of horror games. I've got Silent Hill 2 and 3, Dead Space, Man of Medan, PT, Blair Witch. Uh, do I play one of these or do I just play Until Dawn again? Play Dead Space. I would say Silent Hill 2. Hmm. Silent, the, Silent Hill is good. Dead Space severely frightened me. I'll, I'll flip a coin. Or you could we'll play Man of Medan so we can talk about it. Also true. Yeah, we'll, we'll start with Man of Medan, and then I'll flip a coin. All right. Yeah. Now, Getty, what's your one last thing? I hope I can beat off constantly this week in Final <laughs> Fantasy football. <laughs> so for those of you that aren't aware, Alex's team name is Off Constantly. So I hope to defeat Off Constantly, but he wants me to say that I beat Off Constantly. I'm so glad that's my name, because even when I lose, I win. <laughs> <laughs> you got a winning record this week year though so it, it, yeah. it's less frequent this time oh i'm coming for him <laughs> and that will be it for this week's super gg radio before we go, you can find us on Twitter at SuperGG Radio and twitch.tv slash SuperGG Radio, where I streamed Glitchfest, I mean Division 2, for Multiplayer Mondays. It was pretty rough. Joel and Kelly finished Super Mario World, and Hartwig is nearing the end of Metal Gear Kevin, part 3. Hartwig Eater, right? That's what we're Yeah, he, he's not enjoying himself. I, I think it'll be an interesting conversation when we get him back on. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I can't wait for him to get him before. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time for another Sunday streaming with Stephen Getty soon. What do you guys think? Uh, let me see what he's up to. I picked up Call of Cthulhu, Ooh. and I wanted to bust into that. We will also be solidifying the game list and events for Extra Life soon, so it can be posted to our WordPress site. I've started kind of tailoring the list down, and uh, we'll be posting it hopefully within the next uh, week or so. Also, a review of Sea Salt will be coming to our WordPress soon. And lastly, thank you to Pop Agenda for providing the codes for Sea Salt. If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com and provide a review on iTunes or the desecrated grave of your choice. Thanks for listening, and GG Joel. Play The Last of Us for our video game homework. <laughs> I'm on 13 deaths. 20. I'm at five. But wait, wait, hold on. I did get to Pittsburgh this afternoon. So we'll see what happens after Pittsburgh. That's where I am. (laughs) Good game, Getty. Good game. Good night, everybody. Sorry, I keep hearing stuff in my house. Sorry about that. Is it a ghost? No. Is it haunted? Something in the walls. I'm not pumped about it. (laughs) <laughs> okay. <laughs>